0: Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrano. Hey, thanks for inviting me into your home, long haul truck RV camper taxi. Your parents well appointed rec room with the simulated wood paneling, electric fireplace and the painting of dogs playing poker. Your loft That greasy spoon just off the interstate and your cabin in the woods. Happy New Year to those of you listening in on one of our affiliates. All of you streaming us live at the uh, YouTube channel Strange Planet. Again, Happy New Year. However and wherever you're listening, I bid thee the warmest of welcomes and I thank you for your fine company. Open lines this hour, the final hour. Of the conspiracy show for 2019 and the final hour of the conspiracy show for the decade. And I'd like your predictions for 2020. As I said earlier, they could be in the uh, political realm, either domestic or foreign. They could be related to earth changes. They could be related to ufology. They could be spiritual. Uh, Maybe you have a prediction about the economy or uh, the economy or something to do with scientific discovery. Let me give you the phone number, one 740 4740 your predictions for 2020. We don't have to limit it to predictions, however, if you have uh, a suggestion for an upcoming show, if you have a comment about a previous show, if you wanted to comment on the previous hour, I'm game for all of that and much more. But let me just give you some of my predictions uh, for 2020, and I'll, uh, I'll circle back and revisit some of these a bit later. Uh, but I'm gonna ask, or I'm gonna call for, or I'm gonna predict, I should say, I'm gonna predict regime change in Iran. The, uh, the economic sanctions, uh, continue to tighten in Iran. Uh, they are now importing, um, much of their energy needs. They, uh, as you can well imagine, things on the street are not uh, not good massive protests 1500 uh um, protesters uh killed by uh, Iranian uh, security forces and uh, i just i can't see this continuing for much longer i i actually believe towards the latter stages of 2020 we could see the uh the mullahs head for the hills and replaced hopefully uh by a, um, a democratic regime that's a little more uh, friendly towards the West, shall we say? So that's prediction number one: regime change in Iran. Uh, next, no surprise here, but these uh, yellow vest protests are going to continue throughout 2020 in France, other parts of uh, Europe. I see that movement spreading, uh, and I also see a. I'm going out on a limb on this one, but I'm going to I'm going to say there will be a peaceful resolution to the uh, the Hong Kong democracy protests. I believe that the regime of President President uh, Xi in China, they will acquiesce. They will agree to enough of the demands of the protesters that that situation will be diffused peacefully. I also see China and America formally signing an historic trade agreement. This is being referred to as Phase One. And I'm going to predict in 2020, China will release Canadians Michael Kovrig and Michael Spavor. Uh, no thanks to the prime minister. I think this will be a goodwill gesture. Of course, uh, Trudeau will take credit, but I think it'll be a goodwill gesture uh, from the Chinese. And I'm also going to predict that at least one other country in 2020 will announce plans for a referendum on whether to exit or remain within the European Union. I'm also going to predict that polling in Canada and the United States and in Europe will continue to show increasing skepticism regarding man-made global warming. I think we're going to see some surprising numbers in terms of the polls and just how many people no longer fully buy into man-made global warming. This one's a pretty safe bet. Western alienation. Is going to continue to grow in Canada. Polls inside Alberta will indicate support for separation from the rest of Canada at 40%. 40% of Albertans will indicate in polls sometime in 2020 they are willing to separate from the rest of Canada. I'm also going to go out on a limb and predict in 2020 Prime Minister Justin Trudeau will step down. It's going to happen during the summer. There'll be more scandals that come to light, and he'll announce that it's time to step away, focus on his family, the usual, right? The usual excuses that are offered up. In fact, it'll be more likely that he'll be pushed, than he'll jump, uh, but uh, I'm predicting that's going to happen sometime in 2020. I'm also predicting that Nancy Pelosi, the, uh, the U.S. Speaker of the House of Representatives, will resign, and she's going to do this because... The radical left wing of the Democratic Party is going to continue to push for yet another impeachment hearing in the House. The Senate will exonerate the President, but the Democrats, at least the radical left wing fringe, which is really, you know, running that parade, they are going to push for another impeachment. Pelosi never wanted to go along with this. She knew it was a mistake. But essentially she got forced into it. She's not going to stand for a, 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 another go round. She will resign she'll She'll throw in the towel. And I'm also going to predict huge medical research breakthroughs for Parkinson's and alzheimer's. all right that's uh, that's a short list of some of my predictions for uh, 2020. All right, let's say hi to uh, Michael in Newmarket. Michael, Happy New Year. Welcome Happy to the New Year show.
1: to you. I guess I haven't talked to you for a few months. Oh, you were taking away my out-on-the-limb prediction. Nobody else has predicted this, that Donald Trump will be re-elected with a bigger, you know, more states to be added, and the Republicans will control both houses.
0: Yeah, I think that's a pretty safe prediction, barring some economic <laughs> cataclysm. Some deep deep recession, which doesn't seem to be likely at this point. Uh, yes, I don't think there's any question that uh, Donald Trump will be uh, elected. Not only will he win the electoral college, but he'll also win the uh, the popular vote this time out. I, I think that's a uh, that's a pretty solid prediction, Michael.
1: Yeah. Now the other thing I want to tell you about is uh, uh, you had Hugh Ross on a few months ago on Coast to Coast. I wasn't sure what book he was uh, promoting. Now, there is another guy that works for him. Now, too bad I don't remember his name. He was on a, an evangelical program called Key Life by Steve Brown. So it's mostly to born-again Christians and all that out there. The name of his book is Who Was Adam?, And, uh, so he works for reasons to believe. It's all about, you know, uh, uh, whether or not Adam was some crossbreed or something like that. But since you don't find out very much about it, uh, it's mostly, it's mostly a Christian program. So you never, I never really found out anything about it. I don't remember the guy's name.
0: Uh, you mean the gentleman that wrote the book, Who Was Adam? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, I'm not familiar with, uh, with that gentleman myself. You're right. Um, Hugh Ross, uh, was on, uh, Coast to Coast with me several months ago. I don't think he had a new book out at the time, but we were talking about, uh, you know, uh, uh, cosmology from a, from a Christian, uh, viewpoint. In fact,
1: it was uh, in the physics, which I didn't follow.
0: Right. Ah, now wait a minute. Uh, who was Adam? I'm, I just, I pulled up a copy of the book online. And it, the, uh, the, it's a co-author, Fazale Rana. Fazale, uh, what's his first Rana. Name again? Uh, F-A-Z-A-L-E. Fazale or Fazela Rana. And oh, he wrote that, that. That sounds like
1: it. Yeah. He's a young right. chemist. And like I said, uh, most of the interview with, uh, uh... steve brown uh... evangelical christian in florida was uh... mostly about uh... accepting jesus as your savior that uh... adam uh... and eve sinned and all that but there seemed to be one uh... a kind of thing uh... about uh... um you know whether or not uh... uh... Um, you know the other forms of man were outside the garden or not. So right.
0: let me just read chemist. a here's an excerpt. Here's an excerpt so people know what you're talking about, Michael. This is a sort of a, a summary of who was Adam. And again the co-author was Fazale Rana with Hugh Ross. Who was Adam? Was he the result of still ongoing natural processes or a unique creation? Ten years ago in the first edition of Who Was Adam, biochemist Fazel Rana and astronomer Hugh Ross proposed a groundbreaking new approach to probe questions about human origins. This approach, which they've called the testable creation model, advanced the radical idea that the traditional biblical view of Adam and Eve has scientific credibility. So that's, uh, that in a nutshell, uh, is what, who was Adam all about? It's an intriguing idea.
1: I got the impression on this show that because, uh, Steve Brown's audiences, you know, six-day creation and all that. They didn't really want to, you know, bother the author very much about... uh, Ah,
0: they didn't want to delve into that. I see. ...creation
1: or anything like that.
0: All right. Michael, great to hear from you. I hope you have a terrific 2020. Thank you. Same to you. All right. Let's say hi to Jim in Toronto. Happy New Year, Jim. Hi, Richard. How are you? Very well. Yourself, sir?
2: I'm okay. Um, just wanted to thank you for uh, 10 years of your service.
0: Thank you. I've <laughs> uh,
2: been you. listening for about uh, eight or nine, that's for sure.
0: Wow, you're a dedicated and loyal listener. I appreciate that. Uh, me and D- my mother. D- ah, well, God bless her, and please say hello for me.
2: Uh, um, You were saying something about climate change.
0: Yes, one of my predictions, and this is just based on trends. This is not really going out on a limb, but I, I'm predicting that uh, we're going to continue to see polling uh in North America in Europe for example uh that 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 will show an increasing skepticism about man-made global warming that's I'm my prediction say it
3: has to, it has to do with the oceans that's the reason yeah. that we're having this uh
2: the climate change cuz all the polar caps and stuff like that
0: right well um, I know that you know the oceans do r- release a lot of uh, of uh, carbon dioxide. That's certainly true. Um, but the the real stickler for me is the real problem with the the data is I I don't see I have not seen I doubt I will ever see data that can demonstrate that carbon dioxide drives temperature. It's simply not there. It's not in the data. Okay. Do you have any predictions, Jim, for 2020? Uh I just hope that
2: everyone can have this peace, and that's about it. Nothing that's what we that.
0: all pray for, my friend. Yes, we all want peace. We all want prosperity. We want good health. That's it. And I wish, uh, I wish all of those things for you and yours, Jim. Thank you so much for the call. I hope you have a great 2020. Uh, and you best too, to your. Sir.
3: Thank you very much. All
0: right. And Bye. best to mom. Thank you. that's in the Greater Toronto area, and toll-free from just about anywhere, 1-866-740-4740, 1-866-740-4740. And we're looking for your uh, predictions for 2020. Or if you have uh, a comment about a previous show, the previous hour, if you want to comment in, on any of my predictions, uh, and I can go through those again with you quickly. If you have one of your own, if you have a, a guest suggestion or a show suggestion for 2020, uh, then I would love to hear it. So let me just run through uh, my predictions again. I'm I'm uh, predicting regime change in Iran sometime in 2020. Uh now, whether the, whether it's fully formed, this new regime in 2020, I don't know, but let me just say I'm predicting the present regime will be toppled. Uh, you know, the mullahs that essentially, these Muslim clerics that essentially run Iran and have for the last 40 years, I'm gonna predict, uh, that that regime will be toppled. Now there may be a transition period, I don't know, before some group or some individual steps up and and takes over. And there may be, who knows, a back and forth. Maybe there'll be a counter-revolution. Maybe there'll be several years of instability and, and civil war. Uh, I certainly don't hope that that's the case, but I would certainly welcome uh, regime change in Iran. Regime change that happens from within, however. Let me be clear about that. So I am predicting... Uh, the, the current regime in Iran will be toppled in 2020. That's going out on a limb a little bit. I don't know if I want to affix a probability to that. Uh, I would say it's probably, let's say in the, in, in the low 20% range. Uh, regime change in North Korea. Uh, that's, that's kind of an interesting uh, proposition. Uh, that Kim Jong-un will be, uh, pushed. I can't imagine him stepping down uh you know will he meet some mysterious end uh will 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 uh, north korean state radio switch over to classical music and uh or announce that uh, uh the uh, the young um rocket man has a cold and then we won't hear from him for several months uh and then he'll be usurped by an uncle or there'll be some sort of a power struggle in north korea and uh, i think that'll uh, also be a result of the tightening of these uh, sanctions the key for kim jong un to stay in power is to be able to lavish uh luxuries on the people around him in other words to be able to buy uh, their loyalty to buy their support uh because once that's gone when when he can no longer bribe them with a new mercedes benz or uh you know a new rolex watch or whatever when he doesn't have that ability anymore or when uh, those people just tire of him that'll be it uh does that mean that whoever replaces him will be will be better no not necessarily but i'm going to re- i'm going to predict that uh, uh kim jong un will uh, will be replaced in north korea sometime in 2020 although we may not formally hear about it until i don't know 2021 or even later Alright, uh, Jim is in Michigan. I want you to hold on, Jim, because we're coming up against the break here. And, uh, I don't want to, uh, to give you short shrift. I want you to have a full, uh, a full chance to, uh, to give us your predictions or say whatever you want to say. Jim from Michigan will be with us in a moment. Just let me very quickly Run through the rest of my predictions. Uh, I also predict that the yellow vest protests will continue through 2020 in France. In fact, they will intensify. We'll see them in other parts of Europe. Whether that will lead to, uh, Prime Minister Macron or President Macron stepping down in France, that's possible. That's possible. I don't see the government resigning. I don't see new elections. Uh, it's possible, however, that Macron will decide enough is enough and he'll step aside. Uh, but the Yellow Vest protests will continue and they will intensify. And I'm also predicting a peaceful resolution. This is good news. Hopefully this comes to fruition. A peaceful resolution to the protests in Hong Kong, where those people have just been incredibly brave, so courageous, waving their American flags, singing the national anthem. I think protesters on this side of the pond have a thing or two to learn from uh, those brave young men and women over in Hong Kong, who really appreciate Freedom. All right. We'll uh, get to more of your calls, open lines, and your predictions for 2020 right here on The Conspiracy Show. Call in and join in. My name is Richard Serrett.
4: You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard
0: Serrett. All right. Welcome back. And again, Happy New Year. And, uh, we are getting your predictions for 2020 and beyond. If you want to extend that, uh, beyond the 2020 calendar year, these things not, aren't necessarily going to come to fruition in the 12 month calendar year. Some may take a little bit longer, but we may see definite signs of, you know, some of these things moving forward. And then, you know, the, the, the actual completion will happen sometime later. And that may be true of, uh, for example, I'm, I'm predicting regime change in Iran, uh, regime change in North Korea. Uh, what else? Oh, I mentioned uh, the China and America uh, will sign an historic trade agreement. We know they're on the cusp. There have been some bumps along the road, uh, but it looks like that's phase one uh, is going to happen fairly soon. And uh, I'm also saying that China, I'm predicting China will release Canadians, Michael Kovrig and Michael Spaver. I don't know, maybe President Z will be in a, uh, a conciliatory mood. Uh, China faces some severe economic uh, problems of its own, demographic problems. China has big problems, let's face it. Every country does. But uh, uh, So, you know, China may want to uh, appear a little more congenial, conciliatory, and uh, perhaps one way that they could do that is to release Michael Kovrig and, and Michael Spavor, who have been held for too long and uh, practically nothing, in, in my mind, has been done. Uh, I, 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 heard an interview recently with our prime minister and he said that he called Xi six months ago. That, can you imagine? That was the last conversation they had, uh, with, with regards to Michael Kovrig and Michael Spaver. Six months. Inexcusable. All right. Uh, let's say hello to, uh, Jim is in Michigan. Hey, Jim. Welcome to the conspiracy show. Happy New Year. Yes. And
4: happy holidays and good health to you, Mr. Sarah. Uh, the Thank name you. is Jeff. I, I don't oh, know how Jeff. You're, yeah, your caller got that wrong, but uh, I want to predict that there will still be no disclosure of UFOs uh, from the uh, United States government in 2020.
0: Alright, do you want to extend that out? Do you have, uh, to 2021, 2022? Well,
4: uh, we'll go with 2020. I mean, uh, d- despite right. any sightings of that, that might be, you know, spectacular, that they'll still deny, continue to deny that or co- have cover-up stories. Uh, I'd also like to make a prediction about the election coming up here in the U.S.
0: Uh, for, you, you mean the, uh, the
4: 2022? Uh, or, uh, yeah, 20, 2020, uh, uh, let's see, uh, Wait, this is the fourth year for uh, Trump, I think, here, isn't it? Uh, yeah,
0: so let me see. Our, November, our sorry, November. Election. Sorry, 2020. November yeah. 2020. My apologies. Yes. Right. right.
4: Uh, I'm predicting that Elizabeth Warren and uh, will, um, if she doesn't well, yeah, she'll win the Democratic nomination, and she will choose Andrew Yang as her vice presidential running mate.
0: Now, that's interesting. Andrew Yang has certainly... Uh, He hasn't, he hasn't really moved the needle in terms of his support, but he is an interesting, an interesting candidate with some very fresh ideas, many of which I disagree with strongly, but at least he's not just out there, uh, bashing Trump. He's actually coming to the fore with some, some concrete ideas. He's an ideas guy, isn't he?
4: Well, I wouldn't exactly say that, um, Elizabeth Warren isn't a person who has plans.
0: <laughs> she's not a person who has plans?
4: Uh, she, she's not a person who doesn't have plans.
0: Oh, she no, she's very, plans, so. she's very ambitious. She's very ambitious. no question. Say
4: the two of them, that's my prediction. It'll be Elizabeth Warren running on the Democratic ticket with Andrew Yang chosen as her vice presidential candidate.
0: But why do you think the- she'll go with. It's an interesting prediction, Jeff. Why do you think she would choose Yang?
4: I'm only going by my gut feeling. Oh, everything that's okay. going on. I think I think it's the voters that are going to decide that that combination works out real well for them.
0: All right, fascinating. That's a great that's a great prediction. I like that. All right, and well, I happen you- to agree with you that there will not be UFO disclosure in 2020. Although, as we were talking about in the in the first hour with Stephen Bassett and Victor Vigiani, when you have the third ranking Pentagon official, at least that's how Victor described him. I, I don't know how he would rank, but Victor says he's the third ranking Pentagon official. This is the former Deputy Assistant Secretary, Secretary of Defense, saying that UFOs are real. That's getting awfully close to disclosure. So what does it require? If it's not the third ranking member of Pentagon, what if it's the second ranking? Uh you know, at what point do we declare official disclosure? Jeff, thanks again for the call and uh Happy New Year. I also want to extend an invite to those of you in the YouTube chat if you have a question or a prediction. Uh, so let's do that right now. In fact, uh Richard in the YouTube chat wants to know my prediction on who will be the next Conservative Party of Canada leader. First of all... uh the idea that they're going to wait until november for a leadership race i just think that's a that's a a bad or an ill-advised idea i mean i don't think it's likely uh that we'll see an election before then but it is possible it's possible uh the the liberals might say you know what uh, all of the other parties their um their bank accounts are pretty low they don't have the war coffer uh, to fight another election, and here we have the conservatives, very vulnerable. They've got a uh, a lame duck leader in Andrew Scheer who's stepping down. Maybe now's the time to call an election. That doesn't seem likely, but it's a possibility. Uh, but who do I think uh, will be the next conservative leader? I can tell you uh, a name that I would like to see, and that's Pierre Polyap. I have um, I've seen him in question period. I've seen him in press conferences. I think he is um, articulate. I I like his uh, his policies. Uh, I also like the fact that he seems to drive the liberals crazy. If if there's one name that pops up that seems to triber- trigger uh, those in the Liberal Party, it's Pierre Polyev because he's been he's been like a pit bull uh, in question period. And uh so if he's triggering the Liberal Party, then I think that might be a good choice for the Conservatives uh to pick him. But I think um um uh Jim, Bair- Jim Baird Jim is it Jim or John Baird might also be uh someone to watch out for. I don't think Peter McKay um I think he may want the job, but I I just don't think he's the man for the job. I just think he is uh Maybe perceived as too much of the old guard. He's not forthright enough. Um, I think we need someone who is going to uh, to captivate people's imaginations, captivate their attention. And I think have just his his rhetorical skills alone, I think are just exemplary. And I think he would be a formidable, formidable uh, candidate. So uh, there you go, Richard. Now. Uh, Nicholas in the YouTube chat wants a prediction on the Epstein investigation great question and I thought about uh, uh, weighing in there I just haven't really been able to formulate a prediction unfortunately uh, I think that story is going to be kind of forgotten you know how these news cycles work uh, it was uh, it's, it continues to be a very important story and uh I just I, I don't think the media is going to is going to pursue it. And there are all sorts of people out there still connected with Epstein who are still alive, who still know things. uh And, and I think there's still an important investigation. I just don't think the media is going to pick up on it. So my prediction, I guess, having said all that, would be that the Epstein story is going to be buried like so many others. That's the sad truth. Uh Let's say hello to Melanie in Toronto. Happy New Year, Melanie. A blessed
3: New Year and a blessed. If they're celebrating the Eastern, I don't know if the Greeks still celebrate uh, January the sixth and seventh.
0: Older, the old calendar. Yeah. Uh, the old calendar. Uh, Greek Orthodox celebrate in January, but uh, uh, the rest of the Orthodox celebrate along with everyone else December twenty fifth.
3: That's right. Well, I, I'm hoping our also our Eastern European churches <laughs> will do the same. Uh, but anyways, I have a prediction for you. Okay. I believe that the Americans are going to steal you away from us this year. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Uh, you are very much in the same line as Mr. Nori. You have that same kindness in your tone of voice. You have the understanding of the... Uh, listener whether you know they make you laugh or cry or none at all of the above so i think that they're going to really i just hope we can hold on to you here um and the second secretary- That's
0: very kind well let me just respond to that melanie because that's a very generous uh, thing for you to say it's true uh well we'll just i'll just i'll just say i i personally don't see that happening i'm very happy uh, and blessed to be here in Canada with my family and everything that this country has to offer. Uh, I hope to continue to uh, sort of do spot duty and continue to guest host on uh, Coast to Coast AM. But to do it from right here in Toronto, it's really the best of both worlds. So um, my prediction is that that's going to continue to happen. But that's very kind of you uh, to say that, Melanie. Thank you. Any other predictions? Did we lose Melanie? All right. All right, that was uh, very nice. So, your predictions for 2020 and beyond also. If you uh if you have a a suggestion for a future program or you'd like to comment on a previous program, even the previous hour on uh, on ET Disclosure. Would love to hear from you. 416-360 416-360 0740. Now that's in the Greater Toronto area. 416-360-0740. If you're outside the Greater Toronto area, outside the GTA, then you can use the toll-free line. And it's good for just about anywhere, certainly within North America. And that's 1-866-740-4740. one 866 740 7:40 and just a reminder I'm also uh taking uh, questions and predictions from our uh, our loyal supporters and uh listeners in the YouTube chat and uh my man my live stream producer Ryan is uh manning that so if you've got a prediction or a question and you're in the YouTube chat uh Ryan will facilitate that and he'll send those to me as uh, as soon as he can Uh, Back with more of The Conspiracy Show and your calls right here on The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Sarrett. Don't go away.
3: When you look at the sky,
0: ever wonder if someone's looking back? This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett. All right. Uh, welcome back. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, uh, but I mentioned it, so I better follow through. And I have a lot of people waiting on the phone uh, phone lines uh, to get through. Um, this is a little synchronicity that happened. So I was online yesterday, and um, I was looking up images to do with my father's old regiment. My father served in the Second World War. He was a tank gunner with the Fort Gary Horse, which is in Winnipeg. They were a cavalry unit during the First World War, and they were an armored regiment. In the Second World War, and he was, as I say, a tank gunner, and uh, Fort Gary Horse, uh, and um, the, the 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 tank or the division my father was part of, were instrumental in liberating Holland, and um, and so I have his uniform. My mother gave me his uniform. I have his beret. I have the cap badge. I have the uh, the dress uniform. I have um, a book. Called the Vanguard that was written by various members of Fort Gary Horse, including my father. They they were like log entries, talking about the uh, the liberation of Holland. And so I was going to I'm going to arrange all of this in some sort of a curio cabinet, but I'm not sure exactly how to do it. I also have an, a beautiful model uh, Sherman tank that was made uh, by a friend of the family for me. The exact replica of the, the, the tank that my father was in. So I want to put all of these into a nice curio cabinet and display them properly and 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 give proper uh, honor to, to my, my father who passed away in 1986. So I was online looking for images uh, of curio cabinets and how do they arrange these things. And then I kind of got sidetracked and I thought, oh, well, it'd be interesting to see some pictures of Fort Gary uh, horse tanks in Holland during the Liberation. So I started looking at those. And in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking, geez, I wonder if I enlarge these pictures. Maybe I'll catch a glimpse of my father. You know, what are the odds, right? So I was doing that. And before I knew it, like an hour and a half, two hours had gone by. And um, so that was, that was that. That was yesterday. And then uh, today I'm at the grocery store and my eldest sister, Nancy, calls me. And uh, she says, I just sent you an email. Have a look at it. Give me your thoughts. Because I, this is kind of a cryptic measure, or a cryptic message. Give me your thoughts because I think I want to act on it. Alright, well, that had my uh, attention, so I quickly went into my email, and here it was. It was a link to a website called InOurFathersFootsteps.com. A World War II Dutch Liberation Pilgrimage. April 29th to May 11th, 2020, the Netherlands. You can choose 9 or 13 days, follow the routes taken by our Canadian troops. In Our Father's Footsteps is a not-for-profit, Camino-inspired pilgrimage for the Canadian descendants of World War II veterans of the liberation of the Netherlands. In Our Father's Footsteps is a spiritual, cultural, and educational event that includes a 60-kilometer walk over three days along the routes of the Canadian liberators together with heartfelt commemorations and joyful festivities coinciding with the liberation's 75th anniversary so there you go uh my sister wants to go she wants me to go perhaps my brother and we would trace uh the um the world war veterans which included our father through the uh, the liberation of the netherlands which ha- happened 75 years ago uh this coming may so i thought my word that's is that a coincidence or what? I had no idea this event was happening, but I, as I say, I was online for a good hour and a half, two hours yesterday looking at this very thing. And I swear I did not see online a hint of this event in our father's footsteps. And then my sister contacts me today proposing that we fly to Holland in May, uh, to take part in these, uh, in this wonderful, uh, celebration. All right. That's my piece on, uh, synchronicities. Uh, let's go back to the phones and say hello to, uh, James is checking in from Toronto. Happy New Year, James.
3: Yeah, hi there, Richard. Hi. Yeah, my, um, prediction is, um, um, like a more communist uprising in, uh, in China. Um, they're struggling in missionary, uh, in missionary in China. And, um, Christianity in China is not, so Christianity in China is not doing so well. I don't think they want anybody above the the uh, communist power, um, because I, I know somebody who is um a teacher at the um, Beijing Dublin International College. and um, he um, works very hard there uh, doing lectures with his students. and uh, he says that there's always a spy in the classroom uh keeping notes so if you say anything politically incorrect that the chinese the uh that the chinese government might not like then um they might take some sort of action against that uh, that person so it's getting more and more dangerous so um this is the baptist church and uh he is um getting scared of um being there and uh him and his wife they they are going back they're back here in toronto for their christmas holidays but they are going back to uh, china to the beijing uh, dublin international college but uh... maybe only until june because um... the new there's a new communist uh... ruler and he wants to rule uh... in in china for the rest of his life and he's really bringing the uh, communist regime back to china so he really is against christianity in china so that's
0: my well you say it's not doing well the the, i've read and heard from a number of sources that that uh, um that the fastest growing christian community in the world is in fact is happening in china It, it is happening you know underground and so forth but you're right they are clamping down on it and um in terms of president xi i don't know china has sort of morphed from I don't know that they necessarily adhere to communist ideals anymore. I just I, I tend to look at them more as being just fascistic and tyrannical. And what I worry about is that, uh, you know, there are a lot of a lot of politicians in in these parts of the world, in Canada, the United States, that look to China as kind of a model on on how to control people. That's what's frightening to me. Uh, but you're right, it is a it's a dangerous place. There are so many brave. Uh, Christians around the world, uh, that are, uh, well, Nigeria, just, you know, Christians being slaughtered by the thousands. Uh, it's, um, it's truly horrific what is happening and, and no one, uh, well, very few people are, are speaking out. I noticed Boris Johnson, the prime minister in the UK, during his Christmas address, uh, at least had the courage to mention that. But, uh, God bless them in China. And I hope you're, uh, I hope you're wrong. I hope, uh, that the, the Christianity continues to flourish. In China. All right, yeah. we'll take a time out, come back. More calls await on the other side, right here on The Conspiracy Show. The truth is not out there,
4: it's right here. The Conspiracy Show with Richard South.
0: All right. Welcome back. Last call to the phones. And uh, let's say hi to I'm going to jump over uh, around here a little bit. I'm going to go to Sal, uh, who's in Guelph this morning. Sal, happy New Year. Well, happy New Year, Richard.
4: Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. And I appreciate your show very much. My pleasure. Richard, I'm a first time caller and I'm just a little bit nervous. But uh, talking about synchronicity, <laughs> while waiting for you to take my call, you, uh, your ad was, did the devil make you call? <laughs> and uh, my call has to do with that. I was just wondering, um, is there anything that has been released or new on the, the Lennon prophecies?
0: Oh, the, oh, John Lennon, as yeah. in the Lennon prophecies. Yeah. Anything new? I went back and I interviewed that gentleman. I'll try to find his name here in a moment. I had a podcast for about 10 months called The Rock and Roll Twilight Zone, and wow. we did an episode on, uh, Lennon's murder. Yes. So I went back and interviewed him, and I'm trying to remember, I think that book's been out for what, maybe six, seven years?
4: Yes, I uh, guess so, yes.
0: Uh, yeah. I can't, I can't recall whether the, I, I asked that gentleman, uh, whether he was working on a new book, but I, I don't, I don't seem to recall any new information. Now let okay. me find out the name of that guy. The, uh, Lenin prophecy. Yes. Um, it was, uh, basically, it was there was a lot of foreshadowing. That much. Yeah, there was a lot of, uh, an examination of a lot of the foreshadowing in Lenin's music, uh, which seemed to indicate, you know, like at some level, maybe he knew he was going to die a violent death. Uh, the book was called The Lenin Prophecy, a new examination of the death clues of the Beatle. And it's Joseph, Joseph or Nezgoda, Je- Joseph Nesgoda uh, is the author, and uh, he was a great guest. I should have him back on at some okay. point. <laughs> okay, but, uh, I guess that's it. Uh, all right. Well, okay. thank you so thanks much, Sal. Richard. I appreciate you very much, and thanks for taking my call. My pleasure, Sal. I'm, I'm a first-time caller, and I'm glad to be on your show. Oh, and I'm glad to have you. God bless you. I hope you'll call again. Thanks, Richard. Now, uh, I almost forgot. uh, As time ticks down, I hope he's still uh, listening. Uh, George from Richmond Hill, uh, your brother up at uh, All Saints Church, mentioned that you're a faithful listener to the show. And uh, gosh, I hope you're still up because I I I was—I mentioned—I meant to mention it. I wanted to say hello, George from Richmond Hill. You know who you are, Uh, your brother from uh, All Saints Church where I attend. Uh, mentioned that you were a faithful listener. So thank you and a Happy New Year uh, to you. Let's say hi to uh, Jerry is in Toronto. Jerry, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. Happy New Year. Well, thank
2: you very much, Richard. I have a pleasure to speak with you. Likewise. Okay. Uh, I'll kind of make it so short if I can. Um, the, the reason for my call, it's kind of onerous for the simple reason that I was an addict with the Toronto Star, you know, and it was a Monday to Friday uh, publication, as yes. opposed to the normal paper that's out seven days a week, including the Saturday-Sunday edition. But, right. however, they've ceased publishing as of the 20th of December. So that means, for the simple thing that it gives a lot of information in a nutshell, if you haven't got time to go perusing the, the, the large edition of the copy of The Star, uh, you're going to be missing out on an awful lot of important news. And um, it's just another one of those things where they want to hit me on the
0: jaw again, you know? Well, wait a second, just so I understand, because I don't uh, subscribe to the Star. So, okay. are you saying they're ceasing publication of the weekend paper?
2: No, no, no. On the Monday to Friday, you remember if you if you see the Metro Toronto paper, it's called yes. the Metro Toronto Star.
0: Oh yes, yes. As oh, I as, see what you're saying, the Metro. The Toronto, yes, Daily the Metro Star, right? Yes, the Metro,
2: yes. Okay, well, the normal paper is going to be regularly publishing seven days a week, but they had an introductory paper, and you can still subscribe, I think, for two or three months. But uh, after that time, uh, it's going to be gone. Uh, Before, it was complimentary, you know, at the boxes.
0: Oh, I see. Yes, yes.
2: But I I just feel that uh, for the simple reason that a lot of people are not going to be as informed as they could be, and it's just like another, um, how, how can I say it, a nail in the coffin?
0: Well, uh, you know, newspapers around the world are really struggling to find a business model that works, uh, because, you know, their circulation is falling, advertising is falling, uh, they're trying to go online, but nobody wants to pay, uh, online to read. You get maybe three, you know, three free stories and then you have to subscribe. No one wants to do that. So, uh, I mean, I, I think, I did, this is sort of the beginning of the uh, the beginning of the middle of the end or the beginning of the end. Uh,
2: I understand completely what you're saying, and I sympathize right.
0: well, um, you know there are lots of other there's some great information online, other newspapers that publish for free online. And I, let me ask you this, and I'm not. This yeah. is not meant to be an advertisement, but I've been very impressed with the Epoch Times lately. Have you checked out the Epoch yeah, Times? No, know that's
2: gone too. That used to be available through, through most of the subway stations, but um yes. they. they uh, I think I saw one of the last copies before they ceased. Uh, however, it basically said that if you want to subscribe, you could. Now I think it's out of Vancouver. I'm not really certain of that, but that might be the case. However, well, they're all over the place. They're all free over not really anymore. There. It's gone. You know.
0: Okay, well, you may have to bite the bullet and maybe subscribe online.
2: There you go, right? No, it's just another way of, of keeping you in the dark, you know. I, I'm I'm sorry <laughs> to have to say that,
0: but... Jerry, great to hear from you. Thank you so much for your call. Happy Thank New you. Year. Thank you. Appreciate your show. I appreciate you. Thank you. Adrian is in Scarborough this morning. Good morning, and Happy New Year, Adrian. Morning. Happy New Year, Richard. First time caller. Oh, welcome. Just had a very quick prediction for you. Actually, it's a two-part prediction. All right.
4: For 2020. It may kind of go against a couple of your predictions, though. But I'll throw it that's out right. there anyway. Um, so first one, uh, Brexit will go through this year, finally. And yes. That's not yes. too. That's kind of obvious. Um, but maybe the not so obvious part is related to that. I predict that this will actually present the European Union as a more stronger body uh, on the geopolitics scene. And uh, in particular, um, I'm predicting that. This is a part that goes against your prediction, but, uh, okay. that Emmanuel Macron will actually solidify himself as the, sort of the, the new leader of the free world, sort of the face of not only Europe, but also the West. And I don't say that as a supporter of his, just, uh, just in terms of observing how things go. So
0: that's that. Right. No, that. you're, that's an interesting prediction. It does, you're right. It, it, it uh, goes against mine and I'm because I'm saying that the uh, the yellow vests I'm not saying that mm-hmm. he's going to step down right uh right. but I think that's I think that's a distinct possibility that at some point he may be pushed right uh right. because for whatever reason he's just not able to satisfy for sure. uh yeah. uh but there was I was I was trying to look this up on Twitter I I retweeted mm-hmm. something interesting about 2020 uh-huh. uh this was uh Bank of America here it is Bank of America uh, trend for 2020s will be the end of globalization. Countries to increasingly impose nationalist economic policies. The Bank of nice. America says that one of the dominant trends, again, for the 2020s, will be the end of globalization. As countries increasingly realize the phenomenon has brought unsustainable social disruption. So, for what that's worth, there you go. Interesting. That's a possible tw- trend to look for. The end of globalization. Very interesting. All right. All right. Thank you well, so much. Adrian, thank you. I hope you'll call again. All right. Thanks. Will do. Thanks. And a happy new year. You too. All right. Just enough time to thank two very important gentlemen uh, in my life who make this program run smoothly every week. Uh, Owen Wolfe is my uh, technical producer, a fine young man, also a pretty fine musician. I don't know what it is about this show, but um, the last several operators, technical producers, if you will, have all been... Musicians, In fact, the last two uh, seem to have a particular penchant for uh, rockabilly. Anyway, Owen, thank you so much for uh, a great 2019. I look forward to working with you in 2020. And uh, my live stream producer, Ryan White, another fine young gentleman. You know, I lose a lot of sleep at night sometimes worrying about the next, uh, the young people coming up behind us. But then I think about Ryan White and uh, Owen, of course, and I sleep much better because they are a fine character and fastidious and uh, just a great pair of young men to know and hang out with. So thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Owen, for all that you do. And I look forward to working with you uh, both in 2020. Wishing you both, wishing you all a happy new year. In the meantime, don't be afraid. There is nothing concealed that won't be revealed and nothing hidden that won't be made known. What you hear in the dark, speak in the light. What I say in a whisper. Proclaim from the housetops. Move over every day. I'm coming home. Or at least up the stairs. Good night.